Welcome to episode 73 of Take Him With You. For June 20th, 2010. This week, Amy and I celebrate our 24th wedding anniversary. We talk about my cool new star generator and more. That's right, we're going to talk about computers, Bluetooth technology, and some visitors that are coming, and then 10 things we've learned in 24 years of marriage, right? Yeah. Should be fun. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know exactly. We hit each other's notes from each other, so we don't know what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. This should be fun. Stick around to take him with you, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Coming soon to the Martians Are Here podcast, a classic science fiction presentation from British author Mike Featherstone called Pyramid. In the tradition of Niven, Asimov, and Clark, this one is for all true sci-fi fans. Something inside the wall moved with a shocking grinding clunk, but silence and inaction followed. Disappointed, Ellen began to turn away until, with a ponderous grating noise, the door started to slide aside. Smaller than the doorway on the surface, it appeared similar in both shape and thickness, providing access to a space that neither Ellen nor any of her people had really believed existed. Pressing forward for a better view, her quickening analysis was short-lived, however, for through the widening gap, visible on the other side of the opening, stood a thing. Ellen screamed. Pyramid by Mike Featherstone, produced by Stefan Sauna. Coming soon to the Martians Are Here podcast. For more information, visit themartiansarehere.com. What I love about Stefan is that he, um, he, you know, he's the base writer for the podcast, and he writes a lot of really cool stuff uh, on this ongoing saga. But once in a while, he'll have a guest writer do a story, and then we, I, I record that and edit it up, put music behind it, and everything, and then uh, take different people's. Um, Hi, Tess. Tess, my wonder dog came up to me and wants me to pet her. Sorry. Anyway, um, uh, we he puts that all together, and then we put that out as a special. And there's another one coming up now by uh, Mike Featherstone called Pyramid. It's just really a cool story. And don't say anything. I know. I tried to give She a tries friend, to spoil the whole thing. I tried to give a friend of ours a hint. And Rick was like, you can't. You can't give him You don't want to ruin the story because it's really a neat surprise story. So I ended up telling him like don't. two words. Don't even do it. And I can't tell you because no. I'll get in trouble. I won't let her do it. But uh, suffice it to say, martiansarehere.com is where you can find all sorts of rich, cool material for free. You can just download it and listen to it and put it on your iPod or listen to it, stream it right on your computer and uh, check out all the cool music I'm doing. And uh, the storyline is just fantastic. And you don't really know where it's all going, but it's th- some things are starting to come together. Yeah. So anyway, themartiansarehere.com. We'll be right back.
I wanted to say a special shout out to my dad uh, for Father's Day. And by the way, happy Father's Day to all you guys that are fathers out there. And I wanted to play, uh, you've probably heard this song before, but I wrote this song for my dad years and years and years ago and uh, recorded it in the studio and gave it to him for Father's Day when my oldest was just a baby. So that goes, go figure. But anyway, uh, happy Father's Day. Love you, Dad. Here's the song. And uh, as soon as the song's over, we'll get back into the podcast and uh, enjoy the song. And happy Father's Day to everybody. Daddy, I remember in the cold you built a fire. And I do recall. The warmth it gave to us all Daddy, I can see you playing frisbee Outside our house Your baseball cap on backwards As always you were trying to make me laugh And I remember you And all those crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Pulling weeds from the garden On a warm summer's day Sharing all my thoughts on the world around me You would listen and then we'd play The little red truck and the barbecue The swing outside and in the yard Throwing apples to the horses Somehow those times they don't seem that hard Cause I remember you And all the crazy things you used to do In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Crazy things 
In the summertime and in the spring I thank you, Dad, for the love you bring Yes, I thank the Lord for the love you bring Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you. Of course, this is the what's happening at our house section here on Taking With You. The I don't know if it's pointless or not, but I'm not even sure if people like this part or not. But we talk about what's going on at our house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what is going on at our house? Well, you would know more than I. Well, I don't know. We know pretty much the same since we work from home. Yeah. Yeah. That that goes on at our house a lot. What working from home? Yeah. 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 I type a lot, and you record a lot. And I type a lot. Yeah, yeah. So and that's... create music a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we both are on our computers <coughs> an awful lot. Yeah, I got a kick out of somebody the other day that uh, emailed me and said, you know, I don't know if you, uh, I know you got a lot on your plate right now, but uh, do you think you could do a job for us? And I'm like, uh, yes, yes, I could. Because they thought since I'm promoting all these different fun things like the Martians are here, and, and even though I get paid to do that, I can always use more work because we're trying to establish our business and stuff. So I got a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. If you have jingles you need or or a, a soundtrack or a voiceover or, um, gosh, photography, whatever. If I'm in the local area, I can do that. But um, Our business, by the way, is called Moyer Multimedia. And correct. So, LLC. You know, if, it, if it's in the category of multimedia. That's what we do. Call him. Yeah. yeah give him work. Call me. <laughs> give me an email. So we've been having a good time at our house. I've uh, been busy. We had a real busy... Um, well, gosh, a week ago, we went up and visited my brother and uh, his family and uh, went to church in Olympia again. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had a long day. Didn't get home till, what, five something? Yeah, we left at nine, got home at five. So an eight-hour day on the road visiting. Mm-hmm. But we had a good time. Yeah, and we got some shopping done, too, for Andrew's You're graduation. Really quiet. You're really quiet. We got some shopping done. Wow, there you are. For Andrew's graduation party, too. Um, he, we're having a bunch of family. No, nah, we already over. had it. Well, yeah, by the time this is out, if you're family and you weren't here, well... You missed out. You missed out, because it'll be good. And hopefully, it won't be raining. We're having kind of schizophrenic weather here. This mor- Okay, we had this beautiful couple of days, and then this morning, I see sunshine, and then I look out the window, and it's raining. Pouring rain. And then all of a sudden, now it's sunshiny now it's again sunshiny. with a beautiful sky. The, the roof has steam coming off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like... One minute it's 65 degrees and sun shining, and the next minute it feels it's, like it's 45 degrees and pouring rain. But it really is only like 55. Yeah. Pouring well, rain. Yeah. But anyway, it. it yeah, kind we're, of, we're from the Northwest. That's our, how it our works. Our skies have personality disorders, sure, sure. But, but yeah. Well, I have to say that for my Father's Day gift, my kids and my wife went together and bought me the cool star generator. Mm-hmm. And it is cool, isn't it? Yeah. It's it, way better it, than we thought. It is. It's better than some of the other little cheesy things that we've tried before. Well, this one's a little more expensive you than know, cheesy. You know, like the little plastic glow-in-the-dark stars we've had. On yeah, that. those don't really work the same. But this one is a its a really cool thing. I don't know if there's a name to it. What was the name of it? Do you remember? I don't remember. You're yawning? Yeah. Um, that I put, boring? I put the box in the, in the shed, so I don't have it here with me. Well, anyway, this little unit, I don't know, it's probably what, about a foot high and... Well, 
it's and right there. and and a foot wide. It's the shape of a star. Well, yeah, that's kind of cool. But it's, it's got projector. green green lasers and blue lasers in it. Well, one thing that I think is really neat is it has a blue um, nebula, nebula that, that moves, and the stars move, too. And it's a projector. So you sit it on the floor or sit it on a desk or something like that you and make sure that all the lights are out. And then you aim it at the ceiling, mm-hmm. and you and it can aim, so you could you know mount it wherever and then mm-hmm. push it towards the ceiling or the wall or whatever. Then you hit the button, and literally thousands of stars show up on the ceiling, mm-hmm. and they move. Yeah, and there's like little comets. That comets go, go through that, yeah, and then and then you can turn this knob, and a blue nebula shows up in the middle of it as well and swirls. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you really, very relaxing. You wanted an iPad too, but it wasn't in the budget. Sorry. It was about seven times that amount. Yeah, yeah. we we found a good deal on the star thing at on Get closer star thing on eBay. So that's why you got the star thing. So I pretty much like it. And if you're a geek out there that likes astronomy or you like, it, it doesn't really actually show the real star pattern. It just no. it just puts a star field up. But it's kind of fun. But it moves and everything, so it's kind of it's really it's really relaxing and very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, if you like that kind of thing, search around on eBay. Um, I think what did we? I can't remember that what I looked for. Was it like starry night laser or laser? I can't even remember what I wrote in to find it. But anyway, it's out there. If you want more info, you can get a hold of me, and I'll send you a link to it. But uh, really cool machine, and I'm very happy that I have it. So thanks. You're welcome. I'm sure my kids would say you're welcome too, but. So what are we planning for our anniversary? Yeah, our anniversary is coming up. We'll be talking about that. Probably not a whole lot considering that we have about a billion things going on this weekend. We have a graduation Friday night. We have graduation. We had a graduation, had a graduation Friday, night. Friday night. Saturday night is um, graduation party or Saturday, Saturday day. Afternoon. And it's Father's it Day. It's church and Father's Day. And we're making a big trip to, to Bainbridge, Bainbridge Island for my niece's graduation. Mm-hmm. And then the next day is our anniversary. And so I have a feeling we're going to be kind of exhausted Wait, from it's mo- everything. But it gets more than that. Then the next day, we have some friends from Denver coming mm-hmm. to, to the house. And the next day after that, we have friends from California yes. coming. Yeah, Kenny and Harry are coming to visit. And uh, I have known Kenny for, gosh, what, four years now on the Trex and Sci-Fi Forum? It's been yeah, four years, probably. I think, probably around there, three or four years. And uh, and our friends from Denver, we've known for over twenty. Yeah, I maybe close to twenty three, twenty four. Because yeah. um, the the guy from Denver used to work at the Christian Radio. Well, he used station. to live here, so that's not going to be as an intense visit. Because when Kenny and Harry come, we're going to go all over, and we're going to yeah. go see Quinault, or we're planning on seeing Quinault, the beach. Even though they have a beach down in California, our beach is a little bit different. I, I'm not quite sure they're gonna like our beach well it's unique in it, its, it's way it's beautiful yes it, it's just cold. cold we've got a lot of let's um, hope it's gonna be nice out we've got a lot of um i want to say life forms da, 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 da. <laughs> life mind. forms where are you okay. we, we have like a lot of pelicans and yes um, a lot of birds shorebirds yeah that we can that are you know what they watch. call a pelican's underwear i have no idea a pelican's brief <laughs> Did you just now come I up just with I made that? that up right now. Wow, you are so quick witted. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh we're excited for Kenny and Harry to come up because we're gonna go up to um uh Lake Quinault and do a hike up there and introduce them to the wonderful Quinault mercantile hamburgers and uh show them the largest spruce tree in the world. Well in the 
somewhere. I don't know if it's in the world. I think it probably yeah, maybe. is. It's big. Yeah. yeah. And the lake is just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful Especially up there. Especially if you go on a clear day. Oh, yeah, let's just hope so it's a clear day. Beautiful. I don't know what our weather's going to be like. But it should be very fun. So we're looking forward to that. And um, uh, I bought a couple bags of marshmallows so we can roast marshmallows. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we could either do that in the backyard, which isn't very nice, or we could drive to Lake Sylvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, do one of those uh, campfires there. And that's there. only like 10 minutes away. So Yeah, that should be kind of fun. Kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to, to uh, having some visitors. That will be fun. Kind of our little vacation because we don't take vacations at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's going to be a challenge to try to work while we have company and parties and we'll graduations. And we got to figure that so, out. So well, we may be like saying goodbye to people at night and then working all night or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we got to figure that out. Figure all that out. It should but, be fun. But God's faithful, and I'm sure we'll get by somehow. The other thing that I um, uh, we broke a monitor in the house for where it just died finally. It was a recycled monitor anyway, and we're using your little TV. So for those yeah, geeks out there, if you have a good good TV. idea, I think what I want to do is get myself a matching monitor for my big monitor here. Yeah, I know. Because I have a dual monitor system, and then give Andrew and you my other one. I don't really use this computer anymore. I use the laptop that I use for work mostly. So we're going to be search. I'm going to be searching. If you know of a good deal on a 22, 23-inch monitor, um, let me know. Email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. And then the last but not least, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, um, you know, we bought a PT Cruiser here a couple of years ago on our anniversary because we needed a car. Yeah, three years ago, wasn't it? I don't know. It's yeah, probably. It was, a, it was a 2006 and we bought it in 2007. Okay. So it's, yeah, we've had it three years. And anyway, um, since I do so much music production and stuff, I like to take the music that I've done here in the studio and go around, drive around in the car and listen to it because it's a different perspective. You hear mm-hmm. a different perspective. But about, what, six months into having the car, I broke the MP3 jack, um, the auxiliary jack. Who breaks that? I don't know. You do. I guess so. Mm-hmm. And they wanted 600 some dollars to fix it. Yeah. And I said, no way. So we've been trying those FM modulators and all that, and they just don't work. No, because every time you, you get out a signal of the radio station or it comes in and out, it, it's really crackly even if it's... Even yeah. if it is on. Yeah, I don't like yeah. that. So we haven't had very much success there. So I had to burn everything to CD and listen to it that way, which is a hassle. Um, but we went to Car Toys because my son Andrew suggested that and went in and they figured out a way to fix my stereo. Yeah, we haven't done it yet because we need to save up some money. For well, it. it went from six hundred down to three hundred fifty, mm-hmm. which is a better deal. But they put in a brand new stereo system that has. Are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. Don't hit your computer. That's not good. Oh. Anyway, the drum roll. Okay. Anyway, it's a. It has a Bluetooth phone interface, and you can play CDs and MP3s and, and it has an auxiliary jack and a USB cable in, insert. So the USB cable, what will that let you do? You could put, plug your iPod into it or your Zune. If you had a Zune, Microsoft Zune. Or if you uh, had a laptop computer and you wanted to plug in and play the audio through it, you could do that in your mm-hmm. stereo in your car. So, uh, so and I with could, installation, everything is about $351. I could bring my laptop, put in a movie, and watch it over the speakers. Well, yeah, but you can't drive car. and do that at the same time you get in trouble. Well, if I was in the passenger seat, Absolutely. You Absolutely, you could. So that's a cool thing, too. So we'll have to save up our money for that because I'd love to get that changed. It's so hard to have a business like this and not be able to hear what you're doing 
you know, in a different environment. So the only thing is, in the last ten minutes, I've heard like four things that we have to save up our money for, and you didn't even say that we have to redo our power box. I don't want to talk about that. Or, or do our car, or you know, do maintenance on our car. Yeah, well, though you, you know, I, everybody. I'm that sure either. that everybody out there has a list of things they need to do. Yeah, I that know. cost money, the extra money don't, that you don't, don't have. Don't you wish that that list could just like go away and be done you know though i've noticed that every time that we do a list within a few months all of it's taken care of because it's just how it works everybody has needs that's just mm-hmm. how it goes yeah. and uh you could talk to anybody and they would say well i've got these basic needs taken care of but i sure like this this and this it really depends on what kind of profession you have though mm-hmm. because the the uh, more money you make obviously the more stuff you can you can get but here's the deal uh, the more money you have the more you have to take care of it have you noticed that yeah yeah, that's why I, you were I watching really that show on lottery winners and everything, and and the the more money they earn or the more money they get, the harder it is to to do stuff because you're having to take care of you have to manage the money. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and for for us, we've never had a, a career that's really super. We've never had that problem where we've really had a lot of money to manage. Well, I I that's because I manage it. Yeah. I do the finances. Not that you you started out doing it and then I ended up doing it. I think I only paid the bills a couple months when we were first married. Yeah. But anyway, you can you're always free to sit down and look at how it's done. Mhm. You're busy usually though. I really don't care as long as the bills are paid on time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we share we share in the responsibility of I mean We share in the in making of the money to pay the bills. That's true. And uh, and we we don't have separate checking accounts or anything. No. When when the kids were little though, um, when the kids were little, Wake I up. I um, quit my job and took care of the kids. That was a job in years. itself. Oh, believe me. Yeah. Yeah, they were full time work. Yes, a lot of work, but anyway, yeah. very very fun. So if you uh, would pray for us, that would be awesome. Lots of different things going on. Uh, we're excited and we're looking forward to uh, the future here at the Moyer household. Pretty fun. Yeah. And an adventure. Did we cover everything? I think we did. All right. I can't remember. What's the model number of that stereo that I was looking at? Do you remember? Or do you, not the model number, but the... I the... have no idea. Oh, Andrew knows because he, he and uh, his a, friend... That's a guy thing. Well, I guess there are some girls that are into model numbers of stereos. I just don't know very many of them. Yeah. It's a, guy, a geeky guy thing. I don't care about the model number. I just was trying to remember the brand because it'll replace our, our stock stereo in the car. But it'll be really cool. I'll let everybody know when I get it. I, I Maybe I'll even do a video blog of it. I don't mind our stock stereo, but I do I do miss the little jack because Because you could listen could to your listen iPod, to too. my iPod. See, I love it when she has investment in these kind of things because I can get them sooner than later when they have something to do with her. Maybe. How does that work? Maybe. What's up with that? If you want it too, then we get it faster. We'll be the same with you. If I had something I wanted and you wanted it too, it probably happen a lot faster. Like if you wanted an iPad, it would happen. <laughs> I'm sure. I just don't want an iPad really. <sighs> I just don't see the need for it. I'm trying. I am really We have trying. laptops and yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll be back right after this. Okay. Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? <laughs> A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. Podcast. 
Anomaly, something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity, peculiarity, irregularity, inconsistency, incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Yes, the Anomaly Podcast. A lot of fun with Jan and Angela and Russell. And Russell. He's so cute. He is. By the way, I just had to say something that, that um, last night it was so, I don't know if it's funny or sad, but but I'm sitting here working on the computer doing something. And all of a sudden, you know, fa- I was on Facebook doing something. And then all of a sudden I hear this clicking noise and that means that somebody's trying to chat with me. and. Bloop. I look down and it's my wife. That she's sitting three feet or less than three feet from me on the couch. And I said, I typed back, you know, you could just talk to me. That would be fine. And she kept typing. And I said, it's because I'm too tired to talk. And and I kind of still feel that way. And I have to apologize if I sound bored or tired. But I had a really bad bug this last week. So bad that I ended up going to the doctor because I have so much to get ready for. This that is a big deal for her. She never goes to the doctor. I never go to the doctor, but I have house and yard work to get done in, in preparation for Andrew's graduation and and on top of regular work. And so I'm going, I just can't be sick right now. I couldn't so. believe, though, that she was tired. So, so I say to her back, you know, I'm only three feet away from you. You could talk. And then she keeps typing. Finally, and she kept typing and typing. And I'm like, you know, I already have most of my friends are online. <laughs> and, and and that in itself is hard for me because I, I, I really like online community. It's a lot of fun. And I, I know some really great people. And you that listen are probably part of our online community. You know, we probably have somewhere where we connect. Um, but I, I just, you know, I miss having people that I can talk to. And she wanted to type to me. I don't know. And he goes, and now my wife is online too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was your online wife because I was too tired. My online to- wife. Like you have <laughs> online wives and hus- wives well, and husbands. I, I was just too tired to talk last night. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. I've been on antibiotics for like four days, so I'm I am feeling better, but I'm still very tired. Well, I know that we said a, a lot on our podcast that communication really is important, but I had no <laughs> idea that you'd want to just while you're sitting in the same room type to me. Hey, you know, Catherine will do the same thing. I'm like, works. what in the world? Of course, a long ago when it was all new, I would do that. But this is it's not all new anymore. It's just kind of an accepted way of life. But not when you're sitting in the same house. I, I think my my favorite thing, my favorite typing story with you is one time you were in a meeting and it was when you had these little uh, pagers that, that got had... and it was unique for the time because my pager got email. Yeah. Well, it was ICQ at the time, but you would type and you would get the subject line from the ICQ message. So I was at home 45 miles away. You were at work, and I, I typed, and you were in a city council meeting. No, I wasn't in a city council meeting. I was meeting with the Grace Harbor Chamber of Commerce okay, president. Chamber of Commerce, and you were sitting next to the Chamber of Commerce president, and <sighs> and I'm t- 
I type in the subject message, you had some um, meat that we had gotten out to thaw, and I was wanting to know what to do with it for dinner. And I said, in I the subject line, now you have to remember that I'm showing the Chamber of Commerce president my gadget. cool email uh, pager, which didn't exist really at the time. I mean, they were brand new for Grace Harbor. Mm-hmm. And I type and I typed in the the subject line. What do you want me to do with this dead cow? And 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 so it beeps on my my hip, and uh, the guy says, "What do you got there?" And I said, "This is my pager that I get my emails on." He goes, "Oh, I'd love to see that." So I pick it up, turn it on, and in the green monochrome screen, it says from Amy, uh, "What do you want me to do with this dead cow?" And he looked at me. <laughs> You gotta understand, I'm not the carnivore of the family. I'm I could easily be a vegetarian. I don't eat a lot of meat, especially red meat. And so, so anyway, he. So I kind of we've had this love hate relationship when it comes to dinner because you like your beef and pork and meat. You're carnivore, and so that's why I said, "What do you want me to do with this dead cow?" Well, he gave me this funny look and rolled his eyes, and I tried to explain. But... It's kind of awkward now when we see the chamber of no, commerce president not. that was a, years ago he, super he's market. goofball anyway he's a he's a very funny man he is, he is a, um, a good sense of humor yeah yeah i was trying to think amiable amiable person you're amiable because okay. your name is amy yeah All my right. main name was bail so i was really amy a bail <laughs> oh, <never> hey <laughs> Hey, Bale, get it? Hey, Bale, yes. I, I knew all the dairy farmers. We better get on. We already talked already. We need to okay. uh, do our words of wisdom. We're we're um, talking about the words, or the words, the life of Joseph, and we've been reading out of Genesis. So mm-hmm. we'll continue on with the story today. And then our subject for the day is 10 things we've learned in 24 years of marriage. So it should be a lot of fun. I have five things that I have not told my wife. She has five things that she has not told me. And then we have two things for advice for single folks on when you're looking for a spouse. So four things together on that. So it should be interesting. Stick around. Okay, time for words of wisdom right here on Taking With You. Hey, this is Genesis chapter 43. We're starting in verse 11. Their father Israel gave in. If it has to be, it has to be. But do this. Stuff your packs with the finest products from the land that you can find and take them to the man as gifts. Some balm and honey, some spices and perfumes, some pistachios and almonds, and take plenty of money. Pay back double what was returned to your sacks. That might have been a mistake. Take your brother and get going. Go back to the man and may the strong God give you grace in the man's eyes so that he'll send back you your other brother along with Benjamin. For me, nothing's left. I've lost everything. The men took the gifts, double the money, and Benjamin. They lost no time in getting to Egypt and meeting Joseph. When Joseph saw that they had Benjamin with them, he told the house servant, actually, he told the house steward, take these men into the house and make them at home. Butcher an animal and prepare a meal. These men are going to eat with me at noon. The steward did what Joseph had said and took them inside. But they became anxious when they brought into Joseph's home, uh, when, when they were brought into Joseph's home, thinking it's the money. He thinks we ran off with the money on our first trip down here. And now he's got us where he wants us. He's going to turn us into slaves and confiscate our donkeys. 
So they went up to Joseph's house steward and talked to him in the doorway. They said, Listen, master, we came down here one other time to buy food. On our way home, the first night we opened our bags and found our money at the mouth of the bag, the exact amount we'd paid. We've brought it all back and plenty more to buy more food with. We have no idea who put the money in our bags. The steward said, Everything's in order, don't worry. Your God and the God of your father must have given you a bonus. It was paid in full. And with that, he presented Simeon to them. He then took them inside Joseph's house and made them comfortable, gave them water to wash their feet, and saw to the feeding of their donkeys. The brothers spread out their gifts as they waited for Joseph to show up at noon. They had been told that they were there to have dinner with him. When Joseph got home, they presented him with the gifts they had had brought and bowed respectfully before him. And Joseph welcomed them and said, And your old father, whom you mentioned to me, how is he? Is he still alive? And we'll stop there. (laughs) Find out what happens at the dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty cool story so far, huh? Yeah, it's it's um, neat to see things come together, and I'm sure that Joseph is going to be very happy to um, meet Benjamin. Yep, it should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll get get to that next week on Take Him With You. We'll be right back. Hey, guess what? What? People can support the Moyer household, and all they have to do is buy one of our Stargazer CDs be nice yeah if you don't have one already i'm playing some in the background right now it's available on itunes and amazon napster rhapsody you name it it's there i think the best price is at amazon.com just type in the word stargazer all one word or rick moyer and the album comes up and you can get it you can download it right then or you can order the cd from a place called cdbaby.com you know that at tops this last week i gave one of this the um stargazer wait CDs away as a prize. Oh, that's cool. So um, I'm hoping that my tops friend likes it. She hasn't told me yet because she just got it. Just got it. Well, that's cool. So you can go to takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer and you can find all about the music that's there, why it was created, how it was created, and find a way to purchase your own copy. And out of that, we get a few dollars uh, profit from that. So that would be very, very helpful if you wanted to uh, buy one of our CDs. Other than that, we've had some really nice folks in the last month or so uh, give some donations to the podcast. And we wanted to say thank you to every single one of you that have helped us. That has been very, very kind of you. And it's really helped to pay our bills. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And all you have to do is go to our website, takingwithyou.com, click on the donate button. It takes you to a PayPal, and you can use your debit card or credit card, or you can do an e-check or whatever, and uh, you can donate to the podcast. If everybody listens, because now we're up into like the 4,000 downloads a month range, Mm -hmm. Um, if everybody gave a few dollars, you know, $10, $20... We'd have more than enough to take care of the bills and and wouldn't have to uh, kill ourselves trying to keep going. (laughs) So that would be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. So if you have it on your heart to help us, please pray for us. And then if you feel like it, uh, we would really appreciate any type of donation you can make. And no amount is too small or too big. So Mm -hmm. thank you, uh, everybody, for supporting. Get a Stargazer CD or send us a donation. We would really appreciate it. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's a jam to... uh, This song is called Radio Emissions to watch the stars with right here. 
Well, it's come that time in the show to have our main subject, and today is 10 Things We've Learned in 24 Years. I got you, babe. I thought that was a funky song to play. A little Sonny and Cher. Sonny and Cher, even though they, I don't think they stayed married. I don't know how long they were married. but uh, They were married long enough to have a TV show, I remember, when I was a little kid. <laughs> how long do you have to be married to have a TV show? I don't know. And they had a kid together. <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, today um, happens to be the day before our 24th wedding anniversary 24 years ago we walked down the aisle and uh, started a life together didn't we yep yep and it's had its ups and downs yep (laughs) (laughs) well i'm a guy so i don't notice the downs as much as the ups but uh i'm sure that you have more more reminiscings of uh of the bad times than the good but i don't know I mean, I got the better end of the deal. You're you're a nice person. I'm not so nice. <laughs> you can be nice. I can't. I like that. You can be nice. She's trying to be diplomatic. Well, let's just say World War Three could be going off in the house, and you wouldn't even notice. Well, I tend tend to generally be pretty mellow. Of a yes, person. you're very laid back. Not all the time, but usually I have to have. Like well, really yeah, there's certain times PMS. that you're not laid back, but yeah, I was just gonna say around that time of month. Around a few days of the month, I can't stand a lot of noise or a lot of anything. And that's pretty much sums up my life. Um, yeah, noise so and there's a couple things. days of the month I just kind of try to stay away from. For people. me, no, for me. <laughs> well, my daughter's really noisy too, so. <sighs> Yeah, but other than that, we get along pretty well most of the time. <laughs> well, 24 years is actually quite an accomplishment nowadays because yeah. not a lot of people stay married. Yeah. I mean, not that they're horrible if they don't. I'm just saying that it take, it's not – people that get married thinking that marriage is going to be the their savior, you know, they're wrong. No, marriage is a lot of work. It is a lot of work because you, you instead of becoming the, instead of doing whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you have to. There's compromise and there's working out things, and you're and you choose to love one another, and that's really hard sometimes, mm-hmm. especially for you. Why do you keep on saying stuff like that? Most because I'm far more difficult to get along with. Well, you're than you are. you're stronger. Will than I am like is that just by being nice and saying you're ruder than I am or what? Um, you have a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's not so bad. 
I'll say time. It's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, uh, marriage is a, is a cool thing. And, and uh, of course, you and I, when we were dating and everything, um, we were we were wooing each other. I kind of had to get you to notice me. And then you did. And then I asked you to marry me. And you said yes. You played the piano for me. I like that. I still play the piano for you sometimes. Sometimes. I like I like it. The other day you were playing the piano a lot for a song you were doing. I was something. writing a song for... Um, and I enjoyed it. I was working for Pyramid. On, I was working on my laptop doing my, my computer job and I was enjoying listening to... No, you know what I was doing? I wasn't on my laptop. I was making a collage for Andrew's graduation. Ah, uh, okay. I don't know where you went. I didn't even know you were listening. Yep, I listened the whole time and it was like... 11 o'clock at night. And I can't believe that you still like it because you hear the song about a billion times. Well, I like the piano music a real lot. Sometimes sometimes when you're doing a recording um, and you just hear little bits like booms and... What did you say? Booms. Booms? <laughs> like you, you hear I, like... I record booms? Well, sometimes you only hear like like a weird techno part over and over or a... Or just you just hear these little parts over and over while you're getting them just right, mm-hmm. and um, but when you're just sitting playing the piano, I really enjoy that. And you know, I was yeah. practicing so that when I did record, I could do it correctly because yeah. some things are really bonehead easy. Other things, like when you do a melody on the piano, you have to get it just perfect. You can't you can't record mistakes. Mm-hmm. So practice time is quite a bit of time. Yeah, I enjoy that when you're practicing the piano. Not as much some of the little odd things that you she really in. likes it when i play heavy metal guitar that's her favorite um no not uh, whatever i love you but not heavy metal guitar that much but um yeah so in 24 years i i gave you a little homework mm-hmm. and i said to you a couple of nights ago um we're going to be covering uh what we've learned during marriage and i want you to come up with five things that you've learned over the course of 24 years, but don't tell me what they are until we actually record. And I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get, well, how do I put it? Um, well, hey, you know what we should do? Let's go, because I asked on Facebook and on Twitter, what are some of, what, what did I ask? Do you have that right there? Um, I, I asked a couple of different questions. I asked single folks a question. I asked married folks a question. It'll take me just a second to get there because somehow I got onto a different place. Well, I asked married folks, mm-hmm. what is the one of the greatest parts about marriage? Mm-hmm. And here are a bunch of the responses we got. Okay, I'm there now, so I can help you. Okay, Marilyn says, the ability to trust my man through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Michelle says, being able to spend time with my best friend every day and every night. Lisa said, spending every day with your best friend. Ricky says, spending my life with my best friend. I see a theme here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian said, no matter what, she's got my back. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. Peg says, our love growing with each year we are married. Kind of like a fine wine. I guess. It yeah. gets better as the years go by, right? Well, sure. it should. I don't know. I don't you don't know? know? No. You don't know if our marriage has gotten better every year? No, I, I don't know much about wine. And you, the, you can whine sometimes. Yeah, I was just thinking, unless our kids are whining. Okay, Doris says, I know that for the rest of eternity, I have my helpmate and he has me. 
Um, Michelle said, the ability to share the most intimate details of yourself and your life experience without fear of rejection. Oh, that's a good one. Rebecca said, having a best friend and a witness to your life. This one was so sweet. I read this earlier and commented to you. Mark says, having a best friend, lover, companion, wife, caregiver, a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, someone to laugh with, special dates, window shopping for antiques we really, we can't really buy but enjoy looking, someone to pray with, and more if I were to continue. Her name is Linda, meaning beautiful in Spanish, and she is all that and more. Wow. That was really sweet. Mark Casanova. I hope she reads this. She might give you a little smooch. No comment. <laughs> um, I think this is Jeannie said uh, what Matt said, but I think he, she meant Mark. Anyway, I just love being with my best friend. He is steady, a steady force in my life. Hmm. J- Jason said, wifey told me to buy milk after work because there will be freshly baked cookies awaiting for me. Ah, That is one of the best things. Away to a man's heart. <laughs> uh, Emily says, he's my other half. Together we make a team, a team that will get through anything. Peanut butter to my jelly, if you will. And as a bonus, it's pretty cool to get to have a sleepovers with your best friend every night. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did their marriage ceremony, Emily and Brandon. So that's yeah. kind of fun to hear. And I had to stay and watch all the teenagers. I anyway. Didn't get to go to it. Oh, well, okay. We're getting off. Um, Vicky says holding hands while talking to god together cool joanne says warm feet lol i didn't write that on my list but, but that's you a good one because i really like i get cold feet and i like to warm my feet on your warm feet on uh, my warm feet no on my warm th- uh calves, calves is yeah, what you like to do that's too much information yeah. for everybody. um becky says having someone to share your life with companionship uh, Sunshine says, knowing that God must think that I did something pretty good because he gave me my husband. Aw. And Terry says, companionship. And Ronnie says, it's better to have a partner than go it alone. Share the work, share the wealth, and if one falls down, the other helps. Two in bed warm each other. Alone, you shiver all night. There's there's more. Because... By yourself, you're unprotected. With a friend, you can face the worst. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. That was really good. Yeah, that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for for those comments of what's one of the greatest parts of marriage. Now, we also did a little poll, and we asked single folks, what's the number one quality you're looking for in a spouse? Mm-hmm. And we're just going, because we know some of these folks, uh, we're just going to read the ones that we know are single. Okay. Because now. some folks did, must not have read it, and, and so we had some married f- folks actually write that down. I was like, What? Yeah. They better not be looking for that. <laughs> okay. Or or we could, yeah, some of them could have been what they were looking for before they got married. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it was addressed to single folks, so we'll read that. Um, Terry said, number one. Loves Jesus. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, Callista said. He has to be my best friend. Ah, that's nice. Um, Angie said. Respect. And Les said... Not crazy. (laughs) David said... Trustworthy. Um, Let me see. Gregory says... Best friend. Exactly. Very nice. Timothy said... My bad. You said one thing. Honor. 
honor. honor. That's right, Timothy. Very good. Brad says, I agree with Callie, only she, not he, of course. <laughs> and Larissa said, Someone who is honest and has a good set of core values. Nice. John said, Terminal lottery winner with albums and a record player and a copy of Barnabas approaching light speed. I missed that one. <laughs> John, <laughs> you are nuts. <laughs> I like him though. Amy said, Not this Amy, because I'm married. Anyway, another. One says stability. Mm -hmm. And Don says. I would have said. Oh, okay, Don. I need to go down. Um, Integrity. That's right. And that's that. Those were the things that single folks were looking for in in their marriage spouse. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. I notice a lot of best friend and companionship. Yes, I agree. I think that is definitely right up there on the top of what what um, married folks and Single mm-hmm. folks are looking for someone that can share their life with them. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we found is that uh, who would have ever thought two opposite people like you and I would have come to a relationship and uh, and been companions for 24 years? Um, I, I think I heard of a book one time called Incompatibility Grounds for a Great Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty true. Yeah. Well, opposites attract and then you spend the next 50 years um learning how to get along and it's quite an adventure well it can be good or it can be bad but you you have to both put in a hundred percent or it doesn't work well and i i think too um when your when your belief system and core values are similar then a lot of the other things you know are minor like i like crunchy peanut butter and you like Creamy. creamy you know um I like soft folk music. You like hard heavy metal. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of things that we like differently, but um but our core values and our belief systems are um the same. And so at least for the most part. And so I think that that really you have to have a foundation. Sure. Of um something in common something in common well i think of course obviously i mean i mean if anybody's listened to our program probably the thing that has cemented us together is our faith Mm -hmm. other than that pretty much everything else is off the table (laughs) really it it keeps life interesting it does i mean there are a few things that i mean i've got you to like star trek finally which is just a relief but that took a long time actually i watched star trek as a kid just because we only had like four channels and it was either that or golf but not like i like star trek not i didn't like it like you like star trek but you know i didn't well some of the b sci-fi talking to rocks and stuff i didn't really get that but Anyway. But, you know, I like the newer stuff where it's not as corny. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I'm not as crazy about having this Jean-Luc poster. Our cutout. Cutout. Cardboard of Jean-Luc. He's awesome. Cutout in our living room. He's really awesome. It's kind of creepy. It's not creepy. It's awesome. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, well, anyway. Okay, so... Let's get started. Uh, we have about 20 minutes that we can talk about our different things, so we have to go okay. rather quickly, but here we go. I um, need to get back into my Gmail where my notes are. Okay, yes. I'm here. So. Okay, I'm happy you're in your Gmail. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Ten things that we've learned in 24 years. The number or the, the 
first one in your list is what have you learned in five years of marriage, Amy? In five years of marriage? In 24 years of marriage. Oh, sorry. I thought it was 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, I learned that neither of us are mind readers. That it's important that we communicate our needs. You read that, didn't you? I I actually paraphrased what I'd written. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, so none of us are Madame Zelda? No. Neither no. of us? None, We're not fortune cookies? Has, or... um, even though sometimes it'd be nice to be like Spock and say, my mind to your mind. Oh, see? Star Trek your influence. Your thoughts to my thoughts. It would be well, nice this is true. sometimes. But sometimes it's actually nice not to be able to read each other's minds. Well, it depends on if you're mad or, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's lots of things there. <laughs> We've seen some shows like that where you can read other people's minds and then they get in trouble. Yeah. So, but yeah, but if you have something important that, I'm um, something that's important to you, it's important to communicate that and, and not it. just assume that your spouse will figure out what you need. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. My my first one is um, you never stop learning about your spouse. I, maybe you've learned everything about me, but I haven't learned everything about you. No, I, I, I learn new things every now and then. <laughs> Good or bad? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what it is about. You would think that living together for 24 years, you would know everything about the person that you're living with. But there are times when I just, for some reason, I just learned something new. Yeah. And you, the same. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that if that was the case with you, but I know it is with me. Sometimes I'll be going, wow. I mean, there's a few things, like stories that you share over and over and over that I, I remember those. But there are other things that I, I would go, I just would never have thought that. And... And then you explain the reasoning behind it, and I'm like, oh. Like the other day, I found out that your grandpa um, used to watch sci-fi with you. And you I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Okay, yeah. My grandpa so Moyer used I to watch something... the Time Tunnel with me on, on the... Time Tunnel. And some Bionic Man. He watched a little bit of Six Million Dollar Man with me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there you okay, go. Now, what's so the next one for you? My number two is that if one of us eats garlic or onions it's important for the other one to eat it too (laughs) (laughs) that's profound (laughs) hey you know i always tell people that's the key to you know long-lasting marriage is if one of you eat garlic and onions then the other one eat it too at the same time or at least in the same general vicinity the same day day because You know, there have been times where I really like spicy food. Or and, she'll eat like I'll the eat, grossest like, thing in the world, like salsa. chili or yeah. or chili Mexican or food. It has lots of garlic and onions, and then I go try to kiss my husband, and he's like, oh. But if he's eating onions or garlic that day, then we don't then notice. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a really important part of marriage. All the single and, folks and the are going gross. Thing, like, Oh, I remember I was in labor with Nathan, and you had a roast beef sandwich with onions on it. From the I, sub shop. And all I'd had was ice chips. Ice chips. And, and he came over. I bent over and said, how are you doing, honey? It was like, ah! She goes, have you been eating? Have you been eating? And I went. The onions gave him away. I went, yeah? She goes, ah, I'm sitting here in pain. You're eating. I didn't You did, like too. That. You did, too. You were I like. I was upset, though. Yes, you were. Boy, like I had to that. find breath mints really fast and not yes, get in trouble because my mom bought me a sandwich. Either that or you wouldn't have been able to have be there when your baby Especially was when you're doing your Lamont stuff. <laughs> like that. I was trying to help you, and you were like, ew, what's that in your breath? Yeah, you don't want to do that when your wife's in labor. Yeah. Eat onions. Tra- going through transition. 
Yeah. So all men eat onions when your wife is having your baby. So what was baby. your number two? Oh, you don't want to go into onions. any more of that. Um, good communication makes for a great relationship. So your number two was like my number one. I, I didn't put these in order. Oh, you don't have them in order. You do? I don't. I just oh. put them down. I just, I just <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Yeah, I don't know if I really have them in order either. But. So we've already talked about this a lot of times, but seriously, good communication makes for a great relationship. Um, no communication makes for a bad relationship, and just semi-communication, like just kind of the necess- necessities, uh-huh. make for a mediocre marriage. Mm-hmm. And I found that the more that I share with you, the better it goes um, in all ways. Um emotionally physically just relationally if i'm more open then you seem to do a lot better yeah how about you is that the same yeah. with you mm-hmm. do you want my number three i guess if you want if you don't want to talk about that one well, that's fine because it kind of ties in all right okay a little bit. so my number three was hug hold hands talk but also give each other space sometimes like you gave me the star thing so i can have space no. You're talking about communicating, but yes. sometimes you need to communicate that I need a little bit of downtime. Right. And so So if you need your space you need to say it. Yeah. So anyway, and sometimes what, what, like when okay. you get in a creative mode mm-hmm. you need to be free and released to go do that. Yes. Or if I just need a bubble bath and read a book, you 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 know, sometimes for your mental health, sometimes you also need space. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then what I heard you say in that, here's my fun communication technique, is I also heard that you like to be touched. Yeah, that's my number one love language. Okay. All I right. Like I hugs. just, that's what I got from you. And yeah. I, and I, I, like I would say the same kind of hand. for me. Same kind of? Well, sometimes, you know, as a guy, maybe, a, maybe it's just, Maybe it's just my personality, but sometimes I don't always want to be touching. I want to do other stuff. Yeah. But you always want to be touching. Not always. Most of the time. If I have PMS really bad, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, three days a month. Yeah. (laughs) Just leave me alone. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah. My third one is what I've learned in 24 years of marriage. Security comes from trust and faithfulness. Mm Mm-hmm. I was kind of a jealous guy. Hmm, I was. Sure I was. I didn't know that. Well, when I was younger. Not so much now because we've had a lot of time together. The only time I can really remember you being insecure and jealous is when a couple of my college girlfriends wanted me to go to um, the... The male uh, stripper review? No. (laughs) We were just married a few months. (laughs) It was actually the summer that we got married. And a couple of girlfriends from college, their family were belonged to the, the country club, okay. and they wanted they wanted to know if I wanted to come swimming with them. Okay. And we were just newlyweds, and you didn't want me to get in a bathing suit. Oh gosh, how can I you bring this to, up? I don't even remember this. And go to the country club with my girlfriends. I don't think you have a problem with that now, but <laughs> of course I was, you know, a little cute thing back. Then. You're not cute now. Well, I'm not a little cute thing. I'm a big cute thing. Well, I like you. There's just more me to love now than there was 24 years Ooh, ago. This is getting really vulnerable here. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, seriously though, security comes with trust and faithfulness. So, so uh, well, from trust and faithfulness. So the more that... that um, now you know you can trust me. Right. 
Because I've been faithful. Correct. And trustworthy. Correct. That and that is a that's earned. That just doesn't come overnight. That's a that's something over time. And and for twenty four years, I don't think I've hardly ever doubted your faithfulness. So that's very cool. Good. So um, are we on, on number to four. number four? Um, my number four was um, I've learned that it's important to stand by each other in good and in hard times. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, we've had our we've had some really good years and we've had well, we've had some really hard years, not because I, of anything I'm we did. Of a a couple episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Uh-huh. Um Year of Hell. Yeah. <laughs> we've had a couple of those. Where, we've had a good stretch of 3 or 4 years of where, not very fun. Where but. there is things, you know, in your vocation that that became very big challenges to us emotionally. Oh yeah, but, I mean, um, I mean, you know, we dedicated our lives to uh serving in a in a church setting and a couple of well, a couple three times now we've been very disappointed in human nature, let's just put it that way. Yeah. God God doesn't let you down, but sometimes people do. So my grandpa's words come back to me. Keep Which you, were keep your eyes on Jesus. That's good. That you know, people will let you down, but God won't. That's true. That is very, very true. Okay, so um, uh, mine was always encourage the other person if they want to do better. Don't try and change them. Let God. That's a good, yeah. Well, I, you know, all through our marriage, I think um, whenever we've made choices to change for the better or to um, get closer to God or to improve an area of our life, neither of us have ever been, um, what do you call it, um, unsupportive. We've always been rather supportive of that. And... And the reason being is you find out really quick when you're dating and stuff like that. You think, you think you're going to change the person when you get married to him, but you don't. <laughs> you don't. You scared me. No, sorry. I didn't mean to scare you, but I'm just trying to say my dad had this saying that you have your eyes wide open before marriage. And once you get married, you close them real tight. In <laughs> um, saying that. You know, once you get close to someone, you can notice their faults or notice things that could be improved. But you can't change someone. And and it's wrong to keep trying. It, it'll just draw a wedge between you. You need to trust God. So keep love. your, yeah, keep your eyes. Oh, those of you that are single, you know, make sure you look very carefully before you take the plunge. Mm-hmm. Because what you, you get, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in you a minute. You get what you get. Well, I'll talk about that in a okay. minute. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the biggest thing is. I think any time that we've ever been critical of each other in an area of change, it's been because we we are convicted ourselves of one of change. Does that make sense? So, so we've tried to be very open and encourage each other when we when we make a decision ourselves to do something that betters ourselves as a human being or a or a, a believer or a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've tried to be very supportive of each other and not um, not torn each other down. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one on my list was that it's meant a lot with to me through the years when we've actually prayed for each other or with each other. Hmm. And we've seen um, God's peace and his provision come through when we've agreed in prayer. As long as you don't fall asleep while you're talking. No, usually you would have me pray and then I would start hearing you snore. <laughs> Well, thank you again. Vulnerable 101 here. Now you know I fall asleep when Amy prays. It's like, well, I was going to fall asleep while you were talking because you were just like, I'm just talking like this. Like, I'm 
sorry. I don't have Jeez. a very loud People voice. listening to the podcast are like, can I fast forward through this? That's mean. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean it mean. I'm just saying, you're not very energetic today, dear. No, I'm still getting over a bug. Well, I'm I'm feeling a lot better. I'm just tired. She got better. It was suddenly a nose. So we did the nose. No, that's no, not No, no, you would say, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> but I got better. I'm a sorry. Newt. I don't do I Monty got better. Python. I haven't watched Monty Python very much, and I'm sorry that I ever have. You but... misquote it, but it's fun to hear you misquote it. So You know, that's the only fun thing about Monty Python is when I'd hear Rick was in a Christian rock band years ago, and the movie was really stupid, but it was fun that... It was fun hearing everyone quote it. Which brings me to number five for me. Okay. And that is always watch Monty Python together. <laughs> no, no it's just joking. <laughs> just joking. I don't no. think I would recommend that. <laughs> my uh, my number five, which would be, I guess, in, in terms of priority, is uh, in 24 years I've learned to choose to love and get over things quickly. Hmm. Because um, most of the time you have a better memory than I do. But if I really get pushed to the point of being offended by you, I remember for a while. Yes, I'm going I, I'm going to get over things quickly. I think I get over things much more quickly than well, you Well, yes, and, well, no, only because you want to make everything right. Um, for me, yeah, I don't like it depends on what has happened in our relationship. If, you've, if I get hurt, then I'm, I, I will be much longer to relax on that. But I have to say... If you choose to love, this is very important for me. Uh, you have to choose to love. You you don't um, you don't just naturally do that. You have to choose to, and get over things quickly. It does make for a better marriage. Hmm. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at uh, me funny. What? Are you still working on that getting over things quickly part? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said it depends on what has gone on. Okay. I mean, if it's just petty little thing, I don't. It's no big deal to me. But if if something's gone that's really ticks if me I've off, said something to hurt your feelings. Yeah, usually it's in the feelings department. Yeah. That I have a little harder time forgetting or yeah. moving on. Moving on. Are you calling me a cow? No, I just you know whenever you get into <sighs> to cow jokes, I go back to the dairy farmer's daughter's days, and I just I, yeah yeah yeah. So anyway, that's um, utterly fascinating, dude. Yeah, I think I think that really is a huge key to marriage, though, because um, I had a friend one time that told me that she and her husband just agreed to realize that neither of them would hurt each other on purpose. And so sometimes people are tired or, you know, stressed out. Oh, yeah, we all have our times when we and and you may do or say something Mm -hmm. that comes off rude or insensitive. Right. But if you keep in the back of your mind, like, you know me. You know me, like strong bad. You know me. You think you know me? (laughs) I'm just saying that if you know your spouse and you know that they are not a vindictive person. This is a fascinating thing that you're saying because that's totally true to me. That's one of the reasons that that I'm okay and I've, I've never actually seriously considered leaving you or divorcing you never really seriously ever because i know that at at the core of who you are you're very faithful and loyal and loving and you would never do anything intentionally that's why when we went through situations at the church and different things where it was where people were saying things about us or they or someone would say something about you i was like 
I just know better. That's not true. There's a lie being told or somebody made something up because I live with you. I know you really, really well. And there's just no way. Someone said something about me. Well, I mean, like if somebody, <laughs> if somebody would say, Great. well, well, no, I'm saying like if somebody, we had a situation to where someone um, came to you and said a bunch of really hard things and then denied that, that they ever said them. Now, I know you wouldn't lie to me and tell me mm-hmm. what, what they had said. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know you wouldn't. That yeah. you're, it's, you, even through our whole marriage, even when we've had rough times, I've never sensed that you tried to avoid the truth or or tried to lie to me. Mm-hmm. And so, as a result of that, when you hear something outside of your marriage that they somebody says something about your spouse, I just know that's not you. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's the other benefit of marriage is you get to know somebody well enough to know what they would and wouldn't do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I got that out, but I did. Well, okay. Yeah, I think I think if you have that trust in your relationship that that you know that the other person wouldn't hurt you on purpose. Yes. That even if something comes <coughs> off rude or insensitive, you can just say, like you Bri- know, maybe yeah. they're having a hard day. Yeah. Well, like Brian said, grace. I know no matter what, she's got my back. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's one of the things that is not only did uh, praying and getting some counseling <laughs> and when we went through that rough stuff help but really i think the main thing was that i knew you knew me mm-hmm. and you knew my heart and you know my heart and you know that i some of the things being said about me you knew that wasn't true i mean you know me mm-hmm. and and so i knew no matter what when i came home at the end of the day or now that i live here all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when i walk into the other room i knew that you would be there for me even if it, sometimes we you know obviously we get at each other's throats once in a while but for the most part, we're there for each other. And that is a, mm-hmm. that's not only a calming thing, but a peaceful thing and a very, uh, it, it makes life much, much easier and better mm-hmm. when you know there's somebody there for you no matter what. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing about marriage for me is knowing that I have somebody that knows me and will, um, will support me and that I can do the same for them. So mm-hmm. for you, you want to take time out? Okay, Amy wants to take a time out, and we'll come back and talk to the single folks in just a moment. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy Moyer. We appreciate that you listen. Give us some feedback. Write to me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. Email me today. I'd love to hear from you. 
Okay, now we have also, we've got a few minutes left. Uh, we wanted to talk to those of you that in our listening audience that are single. You are not married, and perhaps you're looking, maybe someone's not looking for a spouse, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about people that are? What are some of the things that, um, what's some of our advice? So, Amy, what's your advice to folks that are are looking for um or some advice to single folks that are looking for a, a husband or a wife? Well, the number one thing that I wrote down was that they are going in the same direction. And by that, I mean that they have a similar belief system. And it reminded me, the Bible says not to be unequally yoked. And we don't use that terminology very much. But my grandfather, actually, he was a wonderful craftsman and He had a shop and he would build lots of things. And one of the things that he built were yokes. And they were this long piece of wood. And um, they curved to fit on the back of two oxen. And then they had a thing that attached around the heads of the oxen so that they went the same direction. Mm -hmm. And if you have one person or one oxen going one direction and the other one trying to go another direction, you're going to go nowhere. And so my number one thing was that you're going the same direction. You have the same belief system, similar goals. If you don't, you'll find that you don't go anywhere. A lot harder, yeah. You're pulling against each other. So that was my number one. Okay, well, my number one thing, advice for folks that are single was don't be in a hurry. Relax and make sure they're the right one before you say I do. Sometimes we get so, and I understand this. Some, I mean, I was so excited. I wanted to get married. I, th- I thought I found the right one, you know, this whole thing. And a lot of times we do that with our eyes shut instead of opened. And uh, I think sometimes I've seen some young people get in a lot of trouble because mm-hmm. they didn't take time to really think about what the, the, the magnitude of the decision they were going to make. A lot of that has to do um, with our culture, though, because now divorce is such a, a normal option for people mm-hmm. that they don't, when they say I do, they're, they're meaning I might or I will if. As long as you fulfill my needs. Right. And right. and really, in, if you really want to make a successful marriage, you have to say I'm going to stick with you the rest of my life, period. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do. Not I love you because, right. just right. I love you, period. Right. I had an interesting thing I didn't... Um, um, I was did I didn't read the Twitter things, and I I had asked the same question for folks, and uh, I love uh, what um, Amanda said. She said the way I have someone there, um, or the way I have someone there with me through everything, and how my weakness um, are his strength, and vice versa. A friend said at our our wedding, "May your best days as a single person pale in comparison to your worst days as a married couple." And I thought that was really thought that was really really cool. Uh, she again echoed the same sentiments that we're talking about. You know, when you say I do and you marry somebody, that should enhance their life and they should enhance your life, and and it should be a, a mutual partnership, not a this one's going to meet my needs and if they don't, I'm going to leave them. Mm-hmm. And I really li- I like what she has to say that um, if you pick the right person, then you're going to have way better days as a married couple than you ever did as a single person. And it doesn't mean that every day is going to feel like you're on cloud nine, la, 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 la. Yeah. It, you know, you can, you can have some days that 
are uncomfortable or or sad or you know but yeah. but the thing is is you have um you have someone to go through those times with you yeah and I, I, another one that I got on here uh, from Jamie said uh, communication she thought was the biggest thing that people should look for in uh, or the thing that helps the most in a marriage and what a person should look for is somebody's good communicator. I I don't know if you remember when we were going through the five love language book and they said um, the author is talking about a lot of times babbling brooks will be attracted to was, did he call them silent mountains or, or something. something like that. But anyway. Sometimes when you're dating, you, you know, if you're a quiet person and you're, you're dating looking for that someone outgoing that's person. outgoing right. and bubbly and, oh, wow, this isn't, this is nice because I don't have to carry the conversation. Right, right. And then the bubbling brook kind of person, the outgoing person is like, wow, I have this person that likes listening to, to me. me. This yeah. is wonderful. And then you yeah. get married. Yeah. And then that gets old real fast because <laughs> it does. The, the person that likes to talk a lot, um, the person that's quiet starts getting annoyed and the person who likes to talk a lot starts getting annoyed because the quiet person isn't anymore. talking enough. Right, right. And so anyway, what it can initially attract you once you get married can become a big stumbling block if, if you, you don't, don't have work com- on it. If you don't have communication and work on you it. You have yes. to work on your listening and communication skills. What's your other piece of advice? Because I have a song I want to play. Okay. The other one is... For single folks. For some... Okay, for a single person, look for someone with integrity that they are a faithful person because there's nothing worse in a relationship um, than having the feeling of being betrayed by unfaithfulness. I think a lot, I mean, there are marriages that have overcome betrayal, but a lot don't. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that can be overlooked but if you have an unfaithful spouse, that is just very difficult to overcome. So before you get married, I would suggest look for character traits of faithfulness and integrity. Good advice. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, my uh, number one bit of advice is what you notice before you are married in your, in your partner mm-hmm. will be amplified ten times after you're married. So... Decide with your eyes open Mm -hmm. if you can handle that. And if you're okay with that, then jump on in. But it's totally true. When we are in the dating, courting phase, we try to impress each other Mm -hmm. because we really want that person. Once you get married, though, if you believe like we do that it's for life, Mm -hmm. then that one thing that bugs you, it will still be there. And it will be amplified. And you can't expect them to change Mm-hmm. Unless God changes them. So be okay with it. See, I looked at Amy and I thought, you know, uh, I, I I took a very great, um, I didn't, uh, how do I say, I didn't really feel like I took a huge risk because I really felt like you were pretty awesome already. Now, you took a big risk with me because I'm sure there were things that bugged you and still bug you about me, but you put up with me. So There really wasn't a lot that bugged me before we got married. Uh-huh, right. Um. <laughs> We, we really didn't know each other a long time before we no, got married. No, we got married so quick and we, we learned each other about each other. We only knew each other about nine months before yeah. we got married and not really that well. But, so we got to learn about each other and, and really We grew up to, actually together in, yeah, the, we got in that phase. We young and, and had to grow up and yeah. um, 
and learn about each other after we were married. I'm not sure that I I totally suggest that, but it's worked out. Would you marry me again now that you know me? Yeah. (laughs) You said that kind of reluctantly. Jeez. Well, I would marry you. Yes, I would. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I, so, so yeah. there you go. That's our advice to married folks and to and to single folks. All about uh, relationships, being married. It's a good thing. I, I I really like being married. The Bible says, "He who finds a wife finds, finds a, a good, good thing. thing." I wonder why it doesn't say, "He who finds a husband finds." Because a good thing. I don't know. Is that just assumed? I don't know. I'd have to look at what the original language was. Hmm. But um, yeah, I really do think that that's very true. I think that uh, us guys are very blessed when we find a lady that uh, is like you. So, like me, like you. Well, me, I found you. <laughs> anyway, I want to play a song that sums okay. up what uh, you and I believe, and I think our strongest. Again, like I said during the podcast, the biggest thing about us is that we are, we have our faith in in uh, in common. And mm-hmm. through all the different stuff that we've been through in our lives, I would have never thought that our lives had taken the course that it has. Uh, but through all of that, the one thing that has remained constant is our faith in God. And I love this song. It's it's by an artist named Wes King. Don't know if you know him at all. Uh, and the song it starts out, and you're like, "What?" But by the time it gets done, you're like, "Wow, cool song." And it's called "Another Man." I'd like to play that. And when we get back, uh, we'll pray. God, I love her. There's another man 
today if I could pray at the end usually he's the one that prays at the end and um I just felt a need to pray for the people listening to this um podcast because you know as we're celebrating 24 years of marriage mostly good you know we've had our ups and downs but mostly good and there have been people who haven't had a good experience with marriage either they haven't found the right one or or they have and they've lost that person to death or some other things. And, and um, you know, my heart just goes out for people who are um, in hurt right now. They're, they're just in a place that is um, not comfortable, that's not fun. And so I just want to just lift you guys up in prayer and, and also, you know, celebrate um, good marriages also. So let's take this to God. Father God, I just thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us alone. You never turn your back on us. No matter what place we're in, if we're celebrating a relationship or if we are feeling a loss of a relationship or never have found a relationship that we call can call someone our best friend or our lover. I just lift up everyone's heart. Um, and I just know, God, that you see us each where we are and that you are the healer of our hearts. You're the healer of our souls. That we, I just pray, Lord, that every person, whether married or single, will know that love that you have for us. And that you will also bring people in our lives that we can call best friends, whether married or single, um, that you will just meet the emotional needs of every listener today. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Nice prayer, dear. Thank you. Okay. Next week, uh, we are going to hopefully, if it all works out, have a great chat with my friend and author, Kurt Klinger. Yes, he's coming all the way from Denver. 
to yeah, hang to out visit. with us. So he and, and his wife, Debbie. You and uh, Catherine have been reading his book. It is an awesome book. And you're going to interview him about the book. Mm-hmm. I, I if just, we can, get him here. I don't know if he's going to be able to do this or not, but we're yes, going to try. Yes, we're going to try. Um, if anyone likes, it, it is actually quite science fiction-y, but I yeah. think it, even if you weren't a sci-fi With a spiritual twist to it. If you weren't a sci-fi fan, you would still like it. It's, it reminds me of something that you would have written. Okay. Kind of like science fiction with a twist of faith. Okay. So we'll be talking to, anyway, we're calling next week uh, a visit with author and friend Kurt Klinger. Yeah, it'll be that fun. Be fun. Great. All right. Hey, we would love it if you would contact us. Get a hold of us. Rick at Take Him With You is the email. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Or you can visit our website at TakeHimWithYou.com. Or you can visit our uh, Facebook. Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash Rick.Moyer or Amy.Moyer. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Moyer777. You can find Rick on Twitter. Yeah, and you can also find me on my YouTube daily video blog, which is at YouTube.com slash RickMoyer777. There you go. That's how you can get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. really helps us out. And uh, if you get a chance to send a donation our way, we'd appreciate that as well. Well, we've come to the end. This is Rick. And this is Amy. And this has been Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. Copyright 2010, all rights reserved. And Take Him With You, the podcast, is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. (sighs) Made it through. Yay! 24 years. 24. We only have... We make a a TV show about our life. We only have 26 left to our 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast Stand by to receive our transmission Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary I am Locutus of Borg Star Trek Episode Analysis Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We 
also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. 